1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
2: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: I think 11 of 16 teams are probably fighting for respect in the Eastern Conference from the national perspective with media. We think Donovan Mitchell should be an MVP. They think Jalen Brunson should be an MVP. We welcome in Brandon Tierney, WFAN. 101.9 WFAN. It's hard for me to not do the jingle. In New York, he joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Brandon Tierney, hello.
0: What's up, boys? How you doing today?
3: We're doing okay. Uh, From your perspective, do you believe the Cavs and the Knicks, or Cavs or the Knicks, are respected nationally?
0: Yes, I do. You do? do.
3: Wow. I do. From from the media or from the other teams?
0: Uh, well, certainly from the other teams. I mean, if the other teams aren't respecting what, you know, I know the Knicks obviously are banged up and they've hit the skids a little bit here. But if they're not respecting what the Knicks were doing before that and really what you guys have been doing since since New Year's Day, uh, from a player's, you know, management, coach's perspective, they're missing the boat. The, the league knows what's up. The league knows both of these teams are legit. Um, you know, when you get on the, the the national shows, whether it's first take or – you know Shaq and the crew on on TNT. I feel like maybe the Knicks get a little more attention. Um, I think Brunson's been dissected a little bit more, and and maybe more so than Mitchell. Maybe only because Mitchell's been more established, um, more so than Brunson, and 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 it's more of a, a fresh topic with Jalen. So, uh, listen, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't want these two teams to meet in the first round like last year because it's kind of a waste of time. This has to be round two or beyond. Let's go.
3: Waste of time. What do you mean by waste of time? Meaning I don't want two good teams squaring up in round one. It's nice to not be trolled by a person in it another is. city. I swear to God, Brandon. I was like, well, we'll see how this one goes. But this is nice so far. Go ahead, David. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Well, Hold on. Hold on a second. Did you, did you like what? So what were you guys doing? Talking smack to the audience? No, 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 Ooh, no, 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 no no, no. No, no, no. But,
3: no, no. I'll tell you. Brandon, I'll tell you. So, I know Mraz really well. And so, part of that is I'm a little bit touched by the history with Mraz and him trying to rip on everything. And You know, it's... I've heard you guys before, and I've heard the stuff about Jalen Brunson and the strengths about Jalen Brunson and the Knicks and... And a part of this is a little bit with how it ended last year, where I mean Mitchell Robinson's laughing at us, and it was just a bad time. Ooh. So I didn't know what to expect here this morning.
0: Well, I mean, listen, you know, I I don't I don't know what Moraz was saying. I I really don't. Um, he's a nasty individual
3: this. overall. So you know, well,
0: well, I didn't hear that say that again. He, he
3: Moraz is a nasty vi- individual ah, overall. Hey, so. that's my that's my teammate. I know can, <laughs> but he's, he's he's crazy. But yeah, all right. So
0: here's what I see, and this is what makes it really interesting. It's really hard to determine, like if they did need who would come out on top, provided the Knicks are whole? Because if they're, if they're not whole, it's, I mean, the Knicks have no chance. But if they are, I don't think there's a ceiling. So you go back to last year, right? And it's just different, man. First of all, the bigs for you guys that were devoured by, by Mitchell Robinson, they have matured a bit. Matt Struess was a big pickup. I remember doing – I do St. John's games. I remember doing games against uh, DePaul. What, I think he dropped 43 against St. John's. The Paul was so bad. But I'm like, man, this, this guy just looks like a pro. I'm not really surprised by him. And when you got him from Miami, I'm like, mm, oh, okay. So you look at, you know, the other components from a year ago. R.J. Barrett's gone. Quickly's gone. Struis is in. The, the big's a little bit stronger, a little bit more matured for you guys. Hartenstein's role has changed. You know, now you have, the Knicks have OG. So it's. It's like you try to extrapolate from last year, and it's hard to do it. But, but I'll tell you this, back to your original question, Ken. Like, at the end of the day, who gives a rat's ass what the national media is saying? You guys woke up on New Year's Day, and you were barely a blip on the national radar. You were, what, two, three games over five hundred? I think you were 18 and 15. Mm-hmm. Now you're 36 and 17. Who cares what people are saying? I don't know if there's a better team. You know, the Celtics are playing well, but the, the, the Eastern Conference – the Knicks have stumbled. The the Bucks can't stop anybody. They're scuffling. Philly's banged up and scuffling. You guys you guys are good. I mean, I'm I'm here to give it up. You guys are good.
1: Who should be higher in the MVP conversation? Donovan Mitchell or Jalen Brunson?
0: Oh man. I would say Brunson only because of the it's close and See, I look at the MVP, and I know it's become, you know, the NFL, you know, the quarterback who wins the most, who puts up the most touchdowns. Generally, the NBA, the best stats on the best team. I still go. I'm old school with this guy. I go back to all right, the literal definition definition from when I was a kid. Like if you subtract player X from scenario Y, you know how much of a drop off is there? And Jalen Brunson not being on the Knicks, they're they're pretty bad whereas you take Spider. Now, listen, you guys aren't 36 and 17 without him, but you still have two young ascending bigs. You've got Shrews. You've got Gurland. Like, I just think that you guys would be better. It, it's close, but I would say Brunson. He's also, and by the way, he's also a better shooter.
3: Boy, well, I think we'd be a rudderless ship right now without Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Especially con- considering the time yeah, um, that Garland and Mobley missed. Yeah, well, but but again, that's... What, from your perspective, what do you think of when you think of Evan Mobley?
0: Oh boy,
3: uh, I think of I, I think
0: first the first thing I think of is somebody that got pushed around last year. I mean, that's the first that's the first imagery, but you know that happens to bigs. You know they, they got to put some weight on. I, I haven't truly seen like the physical maturation of his body. I can't, you know, I mean, you guys see it every night. I parachute into the Cavaliers, obviously, being locked into the Knicks. You know, I see a player who is good, who is a, a core foundational piece on a team that has a chance to do some damage. But, you know, I also like like whether it's Mitchell Robinson or some other ancillary pieces for the Knicks, He's not the kind of player that, you know, you're going to hit your wagon to and he's going to take it to the conference finals if he doesn't have the pieces around him. So I think he's the kind of player you can certainly win big with, but I don't know that he's necessarily paramount to success, if that makes any sort of sense. I like him. I if I love him. When the Knicks are
1: whole, where do you yeah. think that they can be targeted? Where the Knicks are whole, say that
0: again, Kenny Chop down. I'm sorry. I think that was.
3: Danny, where do you Danny, think they can God. be
1: targeted? Like where are their flaws when they are whole and healthy? Because we've not seen that, especially since the trade deadline and even the OG trade, you know, a yeah. couple of weeks before we've not seen them fully healthy. We've not seen what they looked like as a finished product. But True. where do you think those flaws are when they do get to that point?
0: I think the only, for me, the only discernible flaw would be playoff Julius Randle versus regular season Randle. Because let's say that you know Randall's finally able to, to pop through and you know replicate in, in the second season what he does in the regular season, right? Then he's an all-star. And then there's really nothing to worry about Because You got Br- Brunson, who's a borderline superstar. you've got Randall, who's a certifiable all-star. And then you've got depth, you've got Bigs, Mitchell Robinson's coming back. Hardenstein's been a revelation. I knew it was good. I didn't think it was this because he's a great passer. He just fits so well. OG is the prototypical 3 and D guy, 43, 40%, uh, 44% from the quarter. He can try, you know, uh, lock up is a little strong, but he can certainly neutralize whether it's a Tatum or the other opponent's best player on the wing. They really go 10 deep. I, I, here's what I think about the Knicks. I think the Knicks, one, and I said this the other day to Sal, 1 through 10, the Knicks have the most useful functional roster in the NBA. There's no dead weight. Now, that doesn't mean that they've, that they've got enough star power to win a championship. They may or they may not. But the ten guys that they can conceivably roll out, including now Bodanovich, I mean they got three, four guys pumping forty percent from downtown. Which, by the way, and you know this is your team's weakness because really, you know Mitchell's a beast, and and Garland I like, and Lavert is very good, but they're all sub league average shooting free. Um, so so that's a problem potentially a few guys. But to thumbnail it, Knicks are deep. Knicks have I believe enough star talent. I believe they're well coached. They've got size. They've got positional versatility. They can win 120 to 117. They can win 93 to 90. They can muck it up if they have to. I don't really think there's a ton of weaknesses, but if I've got to give you one, you know, you could go at Brunson as an average to slightly below average lead guard defender, and, and that could be a problem for the Knicks. But there's not many weaknesses. It's just not.
3: So who, how would you rank how would you rank the top half of the Eastern Conference? I mean, one through four: Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, New York, as they sit right now. If you want to throw Philly in there, throw Philly in
0: there. Yeah, Philly. I mean, Embiid's amazing, but and maybe I'm just maybe I'm sleeping on Philly. I, I feel like they're below the cut line. I would say Boston won. You got to understand, guys. I'm answering this from the mindset of of watching the Knicks lose four straight with no so, Randall, with no OG, with no like. If this is two weeks ago. Honestly, and maybe I would have been slightly a prisoner of the moment, but I would have been very convinced where I would have said, Knicks might be one or Knicks-Knicks two behind Boston. So I will say Boston one, I'm not so – I think Milwaukee's going in the wrong direction. I'm going to put Milwaukee – I'm going to put them four, okay? I know that that sounds ludicrous. And I'm going to put the Knicks two – slightly ahead of you guys at three. Celts, Knicks, Cavs, Milwaukee.
3: I can take that. I can I can understand that. I can accept it. Go ahead there, Danny. How many teams in the NBA do you think are capable of
0: winning the title this year? I mean, it's an interesting question, Danny. But, you know, when you look at, like, whether it's odds or... But the thing is, it's like... Yeah, but some of the good teams in the West are, are going to knock each other off. So it's almost like... I'll answer it for you, but it's very it's very hard to answer because it just it doesn't work out that way. All right, I would say obviously the top four in the East. I would say Denver is five. I would say the T Wolves six. No order necessarily. Clippers seven. Oklahoma eight. And i I think that that's it. I mean, can the Suns get hot and mess around? I'm going to say eight. I would say eight. What about you guys? What's your number? I don't know if
1: it's quite that high. I think having Cleveland included in that is is not something many people would do. I would probably say it's around five or six, but I think that uh-huh. there's a drop-off. I, I, I have Denver in there. I've got Boston in there. Yep. I'm not sold on Minnesota. I'm not sold on OKC because those teams have not done it in the playoffs yet, and that Fair matters enough. to me.
0: Fair enough. I want to say the Clippers, but I don't trust them to be healthy. I kind of hear you on that. Let me flip something else back to you. So when you say that, you know, people don't view the Cavaliers as that kind of team, forget about what the people think. You take the calls. What are your, what are the Cavaliers fans think? Do they think they could do it? Because Knicks fans think that they can. What the overall goal being what? Yeah, win the championship. Or Cavaliers at the point now where
3: I don't. Crazy, I think a lot of fans would go nuts if they could just get to the finals. I think they would go absolutely batty if they could just get to the finals.
0: Okay, okay. But is it? Listen, you've been through situations that this year at the Browns, you know, the, the Flacco, like that just didn't seem. I mean, it was amazing, but it didn't really seem believable or sustainable um, in terms of winning the Super Bowl. Maybe messing around and winning a game or two in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think it's that preposterous. To, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of a, of a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, right? I'm in the city. I know the heartache. I know what LeBron did. I remember Elo and Ron Harper and Brad Daugherty and Mark Price and those boys and those those
3: You know, got to remind us.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, man. If I'm a Cavaliers fan, I'm, I'm walking around thinking we got a chance. Because I, the NBA, here's the thing. When, when we just talked about the T-Wolves and OKC, like, really, almost every team that's in the conversation to be champion, there's a real question. And if you throw Fielding in there, well, can Embiid stay healthy? Oklahoma City, do they have the experience? The T-Wolves, all right, we know Edwards is a beast, but do you really trust Carl Anthony Towns? I, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, the, the Bucks. I mean, Doc Rivers is the, is the king choke artist. They, what are they, one and six since he got there? Yes. They can't stop anybody. So – defensively. I mean, they're gonna destroy Daniel Lillard in the playoffs when he's got certain matchups. I don't outside of Boston and Denver, who did it a year ago, even the Clippers with the health, which I thought was a very good point. I think every team's got concerned. So this is the year to be in the mix, man.
3: Do you what do you think Donovan Mitchell's future is?
0: You know, it's a it's obviously a long distance read. Um I I hmm. You would know better than me, obviously. I mean, anything that he intimates, do you get the sense that he likes where he is Or that he loves where he is? And then I'll answer him more directly.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
3: Yeah, uh, but he yep. also he really wants to win, and he is putting that on them. I don't think he. I think he is afraid of becoming Dame Lillard in Portland. Yeah. So I think that he is, uh, very, deathly afraid of that, and okay. I think that he's going to hold their feet to the fire on things. And he has said numerous times his objective is winning. So my whole thought of it is okay, it's the NBA, easy thing to do if you sign a long term extension with the Cavs because right now I I wonder if the Knicks have any room at the end. If you sign a long-term extension with the Cavs, you could still get traded if things go belly up. That's true. And you could get to where you want. My whole thought of it is the Knicks, there's not a lot of room there. You could probably speak, but you could speak better to that than I can. And the Nets, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to play for the Nets because the Nets aren't the Knicks.
0: Yeah, I mean, think of all that, that's That's true in terms of, you know, everything. But yeah. if, if, he, if his premise, and I don't think that you're wrong, is to eventually win, then why the hell are you going to Brooklyn? They're an absolute, aside from the profile difference from the Knicks, which is you know, 95% Knicks, 5% Nets, you know, why would you go to a situation that is far worse than the one that you're currently in outside of maybe the appeal of, of a different kind of a city? I, I, I mean, I, I don't see him doing that. The thing about the Knicks and this is what's interesting to me. And this is what is, is thank God, Jesus, thank God. They finally figured a way to figure this nonsense out. Like, so the Knicks, you go back to Isaiah and all those, all the clown show moves, Eddie Curry, Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher, though, Fisdale, Hornacek, Stefan Marbury. I'm jumping around, but my, it's been 20 years, man, of hell. What, what, what the Knicks have I've got another call. Sorry. What the Knicks have done is that they've collected a boatload of premium draft equity, which is amazing. They built a great roster, which is stunning, but guys, the New York Knicks right now had the 15th highest payroll. So they've given themselves long term flexibility. Then you go to next year, okay, and of course they're going to have to re sign OG, which they will. Right now, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the caps. The Knicks are 17th in projected payroll for next year. So they've got wiggle with the money. They got a ton of cap equity, and they got a good young ascending roster. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing like the guard when the guard's on fire. Would that be attractive to Donovan Mitchell? I believe that it would. Would it be attractive to other superstars for the first time? You know, going back to chasing LeBron in 2010 and chasing Chris Bosh and Amari came here. But, you know, Dwayne Wade. At that point, here's the difference, guys. That The garden was toxic and the stench was unavoidable. They have changed the entire culture. Money, picks, winning, feel, everything. Ambiance. So the Garden's a player. So if you tell me that Mitchell's a Nick in a year, I wouldn't be stunned. If you tell me he's not, I wouldn't be stunned. Um, so it's that's a tough spot to be in as a Cavaliers fan. I, I get it.
3: Brandon, we can't thank you enough for the time. I know you're getting ready to do a show. Brandon Tierney, Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata, BT and Sal. They're coming up at 10 Eastern on WFAN in New York. And, of course, you can listen to it on the free Odyssey app. Brandon, thank you very much for the time.
0: Nah, I can't, Danny. My pleasure. Enjoy it. And uh, listen, man, I'm, I, I don't know if everybody's showing you that respect. I'm showing it. I see the it's way very you guys nice. are playing. It's
3: know, very medication. nice. It felt good. Yes, it did. I'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs> we'll see you. Brandon Tierney joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Okay, should we be talking about winning at all? Brandon Tierney says, "Yes, that and coming in hot at 9:40 on the fan." Should we aim higher? You said Eastern Conference Finals was the standard. Now that should be. You the, said that that's the expectation.
1: It should be the expectation. Yes. Danny
3: Cunningham in for Tone. I'm pointing across the table at him. He's had some spicy takes today. Here's Brandon Tierney from WFAN in New York on the matter.
0: What does Cavaliers fans think? Do they think they could do it cuz Nick fans think that they can? The overall goal being what? Yeah, win the championship. Or Cavaliers at the point now where
3: I don't crazy... I think a lot of fans would go nuts if they could just get to the finals. I think they would go absolutely batty if they could just get to the finals.
0: So you've been through situations of this year with the Browns, you'll the Flacco like that just didn't seem believable or sustainable. I don't know. I don't think it's that preposterous.
3: I tell you for an out-of-towner he did kind of hit it pretty right with the Cavs or, and the Browns there uh not well maybe with how I might be feeling now I think I think we're going through a range of emotions right now about the Cavs yeah with the Browns it was hey let's see how long this can go I don't think anybody was legitimately thinking Super Bowl I mean at least it felt possible probably like, one or two but it, not- it
1: felt possible like, it felt as if... It as was it, a hope.
3: It was a hope. Right.
1: It, it, but it didn't feel like, you know, there's just
3: no way. He's saying that this should be a legitimate possibility here for a lot of fans, and they should be thinking that, which, you know, I, I have, and I've thought Eastern Conference Finals. And I think we're going through a range of things. I think there's people out there that think this team's going to the Finals. I think there's people out there that think this team is going to the Eastern Conference. I think there's team that, there's people out there that think this team is going to lose to the Knicks or, or just be a mess, and that's going to be the end of it. Like, I think that we are seeing... There's people out there that don't want it. They're they're not going to be fooled again, and they they got to prove it to them. So I think we're kind of running the gamut on where the Cavs are, at least with the fans.
1: And I do think that in the Eastern Conference, I feel pretty confident Boston is going to be in the conference finals. But after that, you could tell me one of four teams is facing Boston, and I would believe you, and the Cavs are part of that mix. I would believe you if if you told me the Bucs are facing the Celtics in the conference finals. Makes sense. Sixers, I could see away. Knicks, absolutely. Cavs, 100%. That's the world we're in right now. The the Eastern Conference, I think it's Boston and it's everybody else. But I don't think that gap between Boston and everybody else is so big that someone from the everybody else can't win.
3: But I still think last year plays into it with me. It does. And I, I think that that's where maybe Brandon was just like a, a, a degree off. Because I can't not think of last year. And I know that they are trying to not think of it, but I can't not think of it. And how excited I was. I, I Jason was on this show. Lloyd. And Lloyd, we kept asking him. And pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. And I got to the point where I just flat out said it. Because I didn't want to be unfair to him. I go, you're not saying anything because you're not picking the Cavs to win this series. Everybody here picked the Cavs to win that series. They didn't just lose that series. It, they got dismantled. It yeah. was embarrassment. I was mad. Uh, I don't think anybody... I, I I thought they'd win it. I didn't know they'd lose it like that. And so I think that does play a little bit into people's psyche.
1: I think that people are not over that. I think people are a little scarred by the fact that we went into last postseason with not sky high expectations for that team. I think Mm -hmm. the expectation was get through the first round and lose in the second round to Milwaukee. And, you know, we'd know Milwaukee didn't even win their first round series, but things went so opposite of what we expected them to that until you do see it get over that, until you see this team get over that hump in the playoffs and get to the second round, people are going to be a little skeptical, even if they should be enjoying this team right now because they're pretty awesome.
3: 216 474 0092. So, should the new standard be the NBA Finals? I think that's too much. I, I think that I, it's possible. I mean, I look back on you and you said the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I think I, I that's think, a nice goal, but I don't know if it's the I, standard. I don't, I, think, I don't think
1: it's the standard. I don't think. I think the expectation should be in year two of Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland that this team gets to the conference finals. Especially when you take a look at the outlook in the rest of the Eastern Conference. We're talking about the team that is the two seed and has a four-game lead in the loss column over number three in the Eastern Conference right now and should have the tiebreaker over that team. If the Cavs aren't the two seed, something went wrong the rest of the season. When you're talking about a top two seed, the expectation should be
3: the conference final. Should it not be? But I still think no. I still you think don't it's about think no because that- I I still got to look at matchups. I I still matchups matter, no you, doubt. I, but I I see the Seventy Sixers, and I want to see what they are with Joel and back. The Knicks, the Knicks are still a boogeyman in a lot of ways. God, I hate being that way, but it's true. Milwaukee, Brandon's right. Like they are in a weird place right now. It is, that is a weird team. They are not fun. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with them. And Boston, I, I, Boston just feels like it's Boston. Like there's nothing. It's Boston's not scary until you see them, and they're like, okay, Boston's a really good basketball team. we got to give them their respect. But I don't I don't think of Boston the way I do with other ones, but I still have to remind myself to put them there. With us, I got new pieces. Max Struce, the offense is better with him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, I know people complain, Lima, about his three-point shooting and how they were right about his three-point shooting not being as good as we thought it was Lima. Uh <laughs> But the offense is better with Max Strus on it because the NBA defenses do they they respect Max Strus from the three point line. Nobody's coming out on Isaac Okoro yet. I hope that changes because that means that they will respect Isaac Okoro more, and that means that they're going to open up lanes for Donovan Mitchell or Darius or anybody else, and it's going to be able to open up the lane to be able to be, throw the ball over the block if you really wanted to do that with Jared Allen. If Evan Mobley continues to hit some threes here. Which I'll, I'm willing to admit, if I was wrong on that, I thought he might be. You might have even wanted to try more or not at all, and it seems to be just the right amount. So I'll admit, so far I'm very, very, very wrong. It now, was
1: something they need. They needed to get this from the offense. My
3: champions posed it in the postseason. We'll see where it goes.
1: Now he's not going to shoot 58 percent from behind the arc the way that he has been since
3: he's returned from injury. But Still 41 on the season, even with the injuries, really, really well, good. It's that's because
1: up. he only took, I think, 11 threes all season before the injury. Yep. He's taken more threes in the and he's been eight nice. games since yeah. than he took in the 23 games he played before he hurt his knee. So that does that something that plays into their success. They need him to probably shoot, especially if he's making, say, 40% or even if yeah. he's making 35% of them. They need him to shoot more than he's been shooting. I think
3: three a game is probably where you want to be with him. That's really going to In open In general, up. you want him to shoot three? I mean, that's, that, is that the end game for a guy like Evan Mobley?
1: I think end game, maybe not, but I think for this year, what is end game? Fair.
3: What is end game? Probably four. Four? But I
1: think for this year, three is good. Okay. I, I, I don't think that it should be such a draft, drastic thing that it takes away from other things that he does well offensively. Um and you've seen him in the mid-range. I think his touch around the basket has improved. I don't think that you want to stretch him out too far to where that's becomes too much of a focus.
3: Yeah. I see something once a week online about Donovan Mitchell's future. I think where the conversation stalls locally though is I think he's handled it I think he's handled all this the way you should handle this. Yeah. Uh his future is up in the air. I think that he has put the right amount of pressure on the organization to win and win around him. Uh, and I also think that there's just good, strong business sense for him to sign an extension here. But I don't think there's been any pouting. I don't think there's been any of the, of the natural silliness that you might see from people. I think that he is taken to the city very, very well. You know, I disagreed with Chris about it a couple of weeks ago. About, well, I I had to agree a, a little bit with Chris a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, I disagreed with him on something else. But I did, I agreed with Chris a little a couple of weeks ago where I don't think the city's going to fully embrace him until he signs... The extension. Then I think you're going to see everybody fall in line and really, really get behind this guy. But I think right now it's they like him, they respect him, but it's arm's length, but it's not, it's not Jose, it's not Miles. Like, there has to be that long-term time right. investment before we find you in that level.
1: Like, he gets put on the everyone's Mount Rushmore of maybe not Cleveland sports, but certainly of the Cavs Mm -hmm, once he signs that extension. Yes. That's what that extension does.
3: I think he changes for Cleveland sports if he signs the extension. I I think that then all of a sudden he becomes right up there at the billboard. Oh, no. Along with Jose and along with Miles.
1: Yes. Um, Yes. The Mount Rushmore of current athletes. No doubt. I, I was speaking more term like. Historically. Oh, like okay. he just no. wouldn't be there yet, but like in terms of it takes right a now, lot to do that. yes, exactly. It's but in terms of right here. now, yeah, he would. If he signs an extension here, and this team goes to the conference, say this team goes to the conference finals this spring, mm. and then he signs an extension, he might be the most beloved athlete in Cleveland next fall. It would be that's him. that's a strong
3: statement. Him, him, Nick
1: Chubb,er Miles awesome. Garrett,
3: not Jose. No, because I don't think they're going to have a very good year. 216-474-0092. Coming in hot, coming up next. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you keep it within the boundaries of good taste. If I have to dump and we have to just not do this, I'm going to ask a question <laughs> that nobody here is going to like. You guys are going to hate me for doing it, but you should really hate yourselves. If I have to dump these calls, if Owen has to dump these calls, it's going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. 216 474 Double O ninety two. 092, please keep your comments within the boundaries of good taste.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.